0: oh my <laughs> holy sweet go dick Jesus <laughs> that's coming out wow working fans podcast cool yep all right here we go coming out three two
1: welcome back for another week of the working fans podcast. This is AJ. I'm the former wrestler. We've got Dave, the ultimate fan, here with us. As we do every week, our producer, Joe, may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com we're on instagram where you can keep up with us at working fans wrestling underscore pod and then you can now listen to us on all major platforms including anchor.fm we're on google podcasts spotify breaker overcast pocketcast radio public Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Don't
0: think you have to be an AEW guy or a WWE guy or girl. You know what? One hundred percent. and and, and just watch some fucking wrestling and enjoy it for what it is you
2: don't have to just
0: because you like one doesn't mean you have to hate the other 100 percent. you know what don't watch that if you don't like it don't watch it watch what you like because there's a lot more to choose
2: from now working fans podcast we are debuting a new segment this week and it's a little bit of a rib on dave because he doesn't know what's coming at him but i'm going to give him seven names and we're going to see if he can guess if they're from the video game industry or the wrestling industry dave are you ready all right, it, Joe. Number one on the list is Minoru Maeda. That's a left hand. I'm sorry, Dave. Unfortunately, he's in the video <laughs> game industry. He handled design <laughs> for Nintendo Research and Development 9. One of the biggest things yeah. they kind of worked on was Mario 3. Number two on the yeah. list is Akira you know, Maeda. familiar, so
0: that's why I just said. Ah, it's
2: gotta be left <laughs> Oh, you'll notice that coming up, because number two on the list is Akira Maeda. Number two on the list is Akira Maeda. What? What? That is a wrestler. He's a retired wrestler, retired MMA. There was a, I think a clip of him kicking Chono on Google or on YouTube. <laughs> Look it up. So n- yeah, number th- number three is Seiji Sakaguchi.
0: Sakaguchi.
2: I'm gonna go Raptor. Uh, he is a wrestler. He's a m he was a mainstay of New Japan pro wrestling. He even competed in the WWWF and the NWA. Hmm. Number I got
0: two four 2-1 record, man. That's way better than I thought I was gonna do. You got seven
2: of these? Two two and one, yeah, I got seven of these. I I should have done more because I really didn't expect you to do this good. Number uh, Yeah, what I'll
0: say it. I could tell I can go two for five and we'll see what we'll do we got
2: here. Number four on the list is Yuko Miyamoto. I'm gonna go with video he is actually a wrestler. He was apparently I, because there was a review of him on CageMatch.net. Only one of them was in English, and apparently with Jun Kasai, he's kind of like one of the blueprints of a modern deathmatch wrestler. Okay. So two and two. Two and two. Five hundred record. There we go. Number five on the list is Shigeru Miyamoto. I'm gonna do a video game. We gotta be doing some video game. Oh, he's fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, he's a video gamer. I'm disappointed. <laughs> what did he do? He created Mario. You've been you been fucking researching this shit. Are you googling this on your other phone while we're doing this? Absolutely not, man. <laughs> All right, number 6 We're good guesser. Three and two. Yeah. God I could end up
0: with
2: a record if I get one of the next two right. <laughs> Goddamn! It's like you watch Double Dare your whole life, and you're like, I'm about to catch up here. <laughs> okay, uh, number six on the list is Tatsumi Kimishima. That's Fucking A. He is. <laughs> he's a former president of Nintendo, actually. So you're three and three. Uh, no God damn it. Alright, we're going. This is the moment of truth right here. I didn't think we'd get down to this,
0: but I figured I would have already either done really well or really bad. <laughs> like
2: I lose one. Yeah, this segment was designed for you to do really bad, and I don't think I set it up well enough. Uh, number seven on the list is Masanori Saito. Man, with a name like Saito, that
0: motherfucker better be a wrestler.
2: <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. I, I should have thrown more trick questions. Yeah, he's a wrestler. That's Masa Saito. I went with his real name because I figured if I was playing around with the names enough, you'd get tripped up, but... Of course you also didn't think you'd this far. <laughs> no, no, I've got a list of like a bunch of other guys, but you're four and three, you beat the list. I don't know if this segment's ever coming back, but you no. you, you did good. You Let's be a champion. get, <laughs> <I> get it. <laughs> Since yesterday, a couple things have happened. First on the list is both Killer Cross and Timothy Thatcher have signed to WWE. I think these are two major signings. I'm particular to Timothy Thatcher over Killer Cross, but Killer Cross has done a lot, and the Bloodsport pay per views have to- lost two of their better contenders. What are your thoughts on this? I love it. I actually saw a thing that Timothy Thatcher
0: might go to, to UK which might not be the best for some of those people, but I think if he joins Imperium, that's going to be really great for that brand. It might get some people to tune in. Cross is the money of the two, and I love that, because Cross to <laughs> me has a, a presence and a personality. I really hope we see him on NXT. I'm really curious to see, like, what he could do down there with guys like Champa. and, you know, I mean, assuming he's a heel, whatever he ends up taking on. I mean, if he's a baby face, you know, you know, maybe stalking Adam Cole or something, another I, I I'm very excited. I'm hoping that maybe we get, this, this is just guessing. I have no idea, but as we saw in the last segment, I was pretty good guessing. I'm hoping that, you know, maybe that Kroos can end up at a uh, takeover in a few
2: weeks. That's where I was thinking of seeing him debut, but I think there's no question that he's got to be a heel. He's just... He's got that insane look to him. You could have him running crazy over NXT. And as it pertains to Timothy Thatcher, I think if you put him in NXT UK, that's where I'd want to see him go cuz you get him and Walter back together. You get some of that magic they had in evolve, and I think it makes Imperium a little more serious. They're not bad right now, but with Thatcher in there, they could be I think they could be so much more. <laughs> And number two on my list today, season three of NWA Power kicked off last night. What did you think of it? First thing that jumped off the page, Eddie. Eddie uh, Kingston's promo, yes. Eddie Kingston, thank you. Yeah, Eddie Kingston
0: kind of a promo last night. I remember I was watching the show. I was interested, but I was kind of doing stuff. And that fucking promo, like, he made me look up. I was like, oh, shit, like, this guy's got some
2: shots. I know, I was doing a little bit of stuff for the podcast, kind of getting things together. I had it on because I had heard they switched their theme song. Love hearing Pantera in the open. Gives it a little bit of a different feel. But then I was listening, but I kind of tuned out. And then when I heard Eddie Kingston go off, I was like, holy shit. I'm glad NWA has him, but I'm almost amazed that he's not popping off somewhere else like he was in Impact, say, a year, year and a half ago. One
0: other thing I want to get your opinion on too, they talked about last week but was, thought was this week too. The lucky seven thing with the NWA T V title. That if the guy gets successful seven successful title defenses now they say if he win or it's a draw. So I, I don't know if say if the guy got disqualified or counted out and he kept his spell, if that automatically takes him out. Just about the rules they thought it would. But regardless, seven special, successful title defenses and that person's going to get a shot at the world championship. That would be Ricky Stark and Nick Nick Thomas, right now. I find that very interesting. I like that kind of
2: label on that. Yeah, it's that different kind of level of storytelling. It's almost like the money in the bank being the number one contendership. But I feel like mm-hmm. this just feels a little more wrestling. And you know you're at least going to get seven solid matches out of this champion. Which I think Ricky Starks, they could pull it off with him thing too you know, I like the last last team in the championship was uh,
0: Aaron Stevens the spelling technique but he kept yelling at the time it kind of showed me that it was going to be a draw, but I thought it was a nice steel way of like keeping the program going where he wasn't just necessarily trying to win the match
2: he' was trying to save the time. yeah they've been doing he's been doing real good with NWA he's one of the standout characters to me from it all yeah good.
0: Good stuff at NBA right now. They definitely have really, really messed up. So one of my favorite things to watch
2: every week. Oh, we didn't even bring up Eddie Kingston bringing out the bouncers last night. So there's some definite ROH crossover that I'm liking to see. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I did like introduce him to where he said he had a couple young high flyers <laughs> coming out. Uh, I was like, all
2: right, Eddie, you got me. <laughs> I know. Then when he said the Bouncers, I'm like, wait, is there another team named the Bouncers? And then I saw them, and I was like, holy shit! Like that's the kind of crossover we were talking about, hoping to see. And it's kind of at a lower level, but at least somebody's doing it. And I think,
0: too, that, you know, one more thing I like about the show I like to pass off in my head is you know, talking about the things to do differently, like the seven paddle defenses of to the TV belt. All just stipulation out there that if Marty Squirrel you know wants the title match, then he has to guarantee people con- you know everybody's money back in the arena. Which I thought to me, okay, that means Marty's probably gonna win, because I don't see
2: anybody getting their money back. But you never know if they do that's a very old school technique and I, I'm happy to see them drawing people in with it because maybe there are some people that are like there's no way all this is going to drop the title. Maybe they've got something set up where they've covered their costs and this is something they can afford to do. Because it would be the first time it was ever done if it was pulled off, but it's not likely. But I'll just a statement last night, too, that, to Marty, that he hasn't heard back from you, but if, you're it, if this doesn't work for you,
0: make a counter offer, but it better be something big. And that's something I like because that storytelling is going on, too, that, hey, we're keeping our options open here. But at the end of the day, I
2: still run this show, so you need to make it something I like. Yeah, NWA is really, they're on a next level with how they're presenting things, I think. Now, moving on, later this month, in the next two to three weeks, we're looking at three different pay-per-views. The first one is NXT TakeOver on February 16th. The next one is the Super Showdown show on February 27th. And then the AEW Revolutions pay-per-view, is on February 29th. That is a lot of big cards in kind of a little bit of time. What has stood out amongst the pack for you as far as matches that are going to happen at those? Well, I'm going to add something there, too. I know we're a wrestling podcast, but also
0: there's a big UFC event this weekend for me. And I don't always follow boxing, but two of the best fighters that I enjoy, one who's gifted in wrestling, a who is Tyson Fury, is fighting the heavyweight champion, Dante Wilder. That's all this muck. The so February's is fucking jacked and shit right now for people who like combat sports, slash pro wrestling. Like There's a lot of
2: stuff to go on. Exactly. Uh, I didn't even think of the MMA or boxing. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of similar fan bases. And I'll say this is going to be another subject, subject completely. But I mean, MMA and boxing draw from pro wrestling. There's all the art of promotion and scale. Hence your Conor McGregor your Muhammad Ali's, and some of the stars of now in the past. However, uh, as far as the left foot aspect goes, maybe takeovers are always the things that really stick out to me. But one thing about, unfortunately, a little bit of a drawback, as much as I love NXT on a week-to-week basis right now, I feel like the fact that they're a two-hour live show and with everything going on, there isn't that same proper feeling and excitement for this takeover as others. However, that being said, I've thought to play my other takeovers before, and they always... It, the I'm not typical guy going to be a
2: hater, but usually No, those are almost like the dream matches that pop up. Like, I think it was rumored that Edge was coming back for it. I don't think he is. I believe they're saying Goldberg's going to be on the show? Yeah, Goldberg's <laughs> supposed to be on SmackDown and the it's going to be the start match at Showdown. And I even heard a rumor on WrestleTalk today that... There's a rumor that some people never even want to sing for the show. Okay, I mean, the, the Saudi shows never really pop me. They're always at weird times. It's like a lower-level WrestleMania, kind of with storylines that aren't particularly going anywhere. But it does make news. The NXT Takeovers. afternoon show. Yeah, exactly. Now, the NXT Takeovers usually stand out more to me. But, like you said, there's so much going on, and... I've been kind of watching AEW and catching up on NXT that I couldn't tell you any matches that are really happening outside of a Tegan Knox Dakota Kai street fight. Yeah, I mean, as far as like, you know, for NXT or like for the Takeover show? You know? For the Takeover show, because I don't know really what they're building up to. I, I haven't been watching regularly. Like, I know N- Keith Lee won the U.S. title. I imagine there's going to be. Uh, s- North American. North American. So I have a feeling there's going to be some defense of that. What is it? Ciampa and Cole for the NXT? Ciampa and Cole. Tampa, one thing I talk about here later on in the show is that it, the one thing I really like about NXT that stuck out between the
0: shows was Ciampa actually came out with a table in the ring, put an X on it, and said I'm going to put you through this table Cole, and then I'm going to sign a contract. And we're going kind to of thank each other. And he did exactly what he said. It, it was, a pretty good little spot. So I'm excited
2: for those two, and I'm also excited for uh, the Broyser I don't know if you've seen much of the I have. I really thought they came together as a good team. And yeah. I, it's something that I hope they keep together. And it's not just another one of these dusty classic teams that they're together for a little bit, then they split, and that's the reason for a feud coming up. I think they could really do things.
0: I think they're going to want to to I think there will eventually be a split, but, I, you know, I kind of hope it goes for a little
2: while. Yeah, exactly. Now, I kind of want to fit...
0: As for the, answer, the other thing we didn't talk about was AEW Revolution. I would say one thing I've noticed about AEW is that they're doing a good job of the slow build. Like, I'm not maybe that crazy about Moxley versus Jericho, but they're doing a good job of building it up. And Cody and MJF, like, I feel like the, the build's been picking up but it's going to really start
2: to pick up this week with uh, the 10 Lashes to the back. Yeah, 10 Lashes this week, and that's got to make, what, maybe the cage match next week? It is. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's been a real good build. I'm excited for the Moxley-Jericho match. I They've been building it up well. They really have kind of invested just in these two stories, really, so it would make sense that they stand out amongst the rest. Are you aware of any other matches on the Revolution card?
0: that, unfortunately, those are definitely the two big ones we're building to. I am interested to see what's going to eventually happen with Hangman Page. I've been really taking this into it. almost reminds me of a Scott Hall when he was drunk storyline, but at the same time, Hangman's actually a completely sober person. It's not based off anything in real life. So it's kind of interesting to see what they're doing with it
2: yeah it's different. I've kind of wondered where it's going. They tease the they've been teasing it a lot, so yeah that's another storyline they've put a lot into that I forgot about yeah now yeah, last it's
0: just so much left over right now
2: just, yeah, yeah it's
0: and I'm so hard to keep up. like I watch the. Stuff and- it, like it goes right out of my mind. You know, if you going to talk about it? I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, what
2: happened? Yeah, because, I mean, we've got day jobs. Things are getting busy in real life. So you watch wrestling almost to kind of be entertained, tune out for a little bit. But unfortunately, we've put ourselves in a position where we turn around and talk about it. And we can't remember shit sometimes. Mm. Now, to finish up on that note, I have been very sporadic in watching new MLW as of late. I've watched the first couple events, 10 fucking times, too many times. But Dave, can you catch me up a little bit on modern MLW, like the last couple episodes of MLW? And that's what we'll go out on for our part of the discussion this week. I say the last few weeks, the big things
0: that uh, really happened was they continued
2: the man corner Jimmy dude, which finished
0: last week with the
2: no ropes,
0: five-wire uh, match, Manson won, one what that, but he cut a great promo this week. And he's talking about going after Hammerstone's belt. And he's something they've done a great job establishing his character. He's someone I'm excited
2: about to see what they're doing with. They're also doing new skits with, uh, what's that guy's name? Medina. Uh, he just came. Oh, out Gino the- Medina. Gino yeah. Uh, and so,
0: like, they're teaching him things. And uh, obviously, MJF is getting ready to leave. I don't know if it was his last match this week or his last match is coming up, but they, he, MJF, Ruffles. And I talk about this later, but yeah, I I won't it into the ground, but man, he is such a good heel. when he's left on Marshall Von Eric on this past week's season. He is just spitting at people. He is doing crazy shit. The other thing I would say that you know, you really uh, probably missed was the Alpha Cup. Some great matches in that. With the story being that Brian Tillman kind of making his way to the tournament with an injured arm because injustice had attacked him, but that he kept winning. And then he got to the finals against Davy Boy Smith, and still was able to come out on top. And, you know, that was a big thing. It was Davy Boy's grandfather, uh, Stu Hart, you know, off the top, he wanted to keep the trophy in the family. And they plan on
2: making this a year thing. Nice. I wasn't surprised to see Davy Boy take it because it would make sense if it's in his family, let him win it. But, I mean, he's a powerful athlete as it is, so he deserves to be in that spot. I, I, it's nice that they brought back something like the Opera Cup and they kind of dipped back into that tradition of the sport. You know, not to be too redundant, because like, there's conversations we take at different
0: times this week and a lot of, you know, full disclosure, people can hear this and put two and two together. I talked about this a little bit with AJ, and I said how smart it was, I think, that it came out that MLW is doing business with Dragon Gate, and they're already doing business
2: with AAA, I'd I like your opinion on that a little bit. Your insight, what you think about that. I think it's exciting. Oh, I love when promotions work together. They're working with AAA, they're working with The Crash. No, I mean, I think it's major that they're working with The Crash, they're working with AAA, they're working with Dragon Gate. You have a chance to kind of tape your stuff in different countries. You can make your title a world title traveling to these areas. So I think that's very interesting. I want to see the talent that goes back and forth. I think the sky's only the limit for them right now. I agree. It's the smart time, like I think I've already said, but it's smart time to be doing this with AEW and
0: WWE, you know, just going after talent and everything going on right now. This is the time to tear up with other groups and do this happen. Tomorrow, NWA's doing a ring of honor, and is doing it with international promotions like
2: Dragon Gate and Triple R. Yeah, a thousand percent. So that's our part of the conversation. Next up, you're going to hear Dave and AJ chat a little bit. And then Dave and me are back for the 5-3-1 later. So talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. We got Dave and we got AJ here. We got some subjects for you to
3: discuss. Joe gave you a list of things he wanted to discuss this week. I'm going to start off with the co-presidents leaving WWE and the stock dropping. I want to add to this, too. There's also about to be less house shows people are not predicting that the revenue coming in is going to be I mean, obviously they got the box deal coming in for money but there's a rumor too that the network subscriptions might have dropped and one of the things being talked about and discussed and I want to add to this too is that NXT is now on USA. And there's a theory, and I can kind of see it, now with NXT on USA, people who used to just watch NXT on the network are now no longer getting the network for that reason. And I do know someone who actually stopped having the network because he can
1: just watch NXT on USA network now. Yeah, I don't watch anything else on the network. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy watching some of the old wrestling, but I can watch that on YouTube just as easily as I can watch it on the network. Right. And why pay nine ninety nine nine yeah nine ninety nine a month if I can watch it for free on YouTube? Yeah,
3: what do you watch? Basically, any big show that might interest
1: you and Royal I'm Rumble. You guys- yeah, Royal Rumble, NXT UK. But the big one that we watched every week was NXT. And they kept talking about adding these other tiers in where they were going to add other content, but thus far, the WWE hasn't really added any other content. If they were to go out and add some of that other stuff, like I know they added some Mid-South and stuff of that nature, but if they went deep into those um, libraries to stuff that you can't find on YouTube, mm-hmm. then absolutely they would draw me back in. But as of right now... And like
3: promotions like evolve as part of the tier would
1: help too. Exactly. But right now, they've done nothing to really drive up the business. And
3: would you say the stock dropping is probably coincide with the co-presidents
1: being fired as well? I think it does. I think anytime you have an upheaval like that, especially nobody's really sure exactly what happened. Right. They're not sure why the plan happened. It's not like they had replacements ready to go where they were like, whoa, we're bringing in so-and-so from this big place and they're going to fill the void of Barrios and Wilson. No, it looks like they just all of a sudden said, you know what? We don't need these schmucks.
3: Yeah, to me, it looks like there's a lot of cost-saving measures that are about to happen here.
1: And how much of it has to do with the XFL? That's very interesting. We'll we'll segue to that then, because one of the
3: things Joe wanted to talk about is the Super Bowl today, and the XFL starts soon. You're more of a sports authority. I will say this about the Super Bowl today, real quick side note, as it personally relates to me. Rules... And, you know, in the bread business, this side of the country we're on are going to be down this year for me because this is the first year in a long time that the New England Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl. i well, well not the biggest Patriots fan, but they do mean good business when they're in the Super Bowl. For he, here's so, a sports, little... Like a West Coast
1: rivalry, no. I'm on the opposite end of that. Believe it or not, in the restaurant business, the Super Bowl when the Patriots are in it actually hurts us. I believe that. The reason why is because people actually are doing more at home. More more of the grilling, more of the stuff that would bring you business is done when the Patriots are actually in the Super Bowl and they don't go out as much to eat. 100%. I had a discussion this week. I said to someone, I said, you're probably going to hear
3: people say something like, you want to have a Super Bowl party? Hey, your team's not in it. Let's
1: just go out. Exactly. And as much as New Englanders and people in this area claim to be sports fans, they're not really sports fans. They're fans of their teams. It's the same thing when it comes to the Red Sox and the Yankees in baseball. People will go, "Oh, I'm a baseball fan," and then they say that they're a Red Sox Yankees fan. And at that moment, I know they probably don't watch any other baseball other than their team. And it's kind of a sad thing in this area. Before you go on a rant, let me talk about. XFL then? Because you're a sports fan. What do you think about the XFL coming up? I think the XFL looks interesting. I mean, they're doing something where, similar to the football leagues that use in the World Football League over there in Europe, they're actually keeping a pool of players that are going to be practicing year-round down in Dallas, Texas, and all of the teams will actually be able to draw from this pool when they have injured players or whether they need to fill a spot. So that's kind of an interesting facet. There's only so much information out there so far about the xfl so i can't really go into rules or any kind of teamwork i know there's going to be a st louis team so i'm going to go for that team in the xfl as it coincides with wrestling i think it's going to completely take away from the wwe i think that they're investing money into that that i know it's supposed to be vince's money going towards it but i think they are drawing money from the wwe to go towards it and i think that that's one of the reasons why they made the budgetary cuts that they made
3: we talk about oversaturation in wrestling a lot. Talked about, I've had the same conversation with friends of MMA oversaturation, how there's too much of everything. Last week, me and Ken Anderson had a talk about this. We talked about oversaturated stuff in general and entertainment. You're more of a football I am a football fan, but you can relate to this a little more than I do. You're a sports fan is just
1: this more oversaturation it's complete oversaturation and as a plug real quick before I talk about that oversaturation anybody who hasn't listened to the interview last week with Ken Anderson needs to actually go back into our archives and listen to that because Dave hit it out of the park there it sounded a lot more like two friends sitting down and talking and it's by far the best interview that I've heard on our program that being said oversaturation in football absolutely no other football league has ever worked whether Whether it's the AFL, whether it's Canadian Football League, whether it's the World Football League, no other football league has actually worked because there's only so much time that your wife's going to let you get away to watch football.
3: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the great things about football is that you get basically, you know, 17 weeks a year and then they go into playoffs and then you got to wait. And I think there's not enough of that wait anymore. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish them the best of luck. I hope they can make it different and make it succeed. But the first thing I think
1: of, like almost anything nowadays, is oversaturation. I mean, the good news for me is I'm a Jets fan, so I get plenty of waiting time. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Another thing,
3: Joe, want to talk about is the company beyond wrestling. Joe's more familiar with these guys. I've seen a few shows live. I know AJ wants to get out there. He's a guy. We've watched a little bit, but there's some good stuff on Beyond Wrestling. But they're going through a name change. They're going to be Beyond Championship Wrestling, and they're adding a heavyweight title. Now, the thing about this, AJ, which you might not know, is they've never had belts on the show. One of the big things about them is they just try to do a lot of dream independent matches, which separates them and makes them kind of different. They try to put on a real quality show with a lot of different things. Comedy, hardcore, great technical wrestling. So I guess the argument might be that, you know, by putting a title on there, that maybe they're getting away from who they are. But to me, as a purist, one of the things, and I think we're going to agree on this, is like, I like there being a world... Champion in a promotion. You don't have to have a ton of
1: titles, but having that one belt, the world championship, I, I think it's pretty special. Alright, so I'm torn on this. One thing is, you know, I I agree with you in the sense that every uh, place does need a championship, every organization needs a championship. However, the name itself, Beyond Championship Wrestling, doesn't that sound like they're saying that they're beyond needing championships? Which kind of hints to almost like what they've been doing in the past. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So they're kind of contradicting themselves in their name by putting it in that order. I, um, I'm not... The is I could say
3: you're putting a little too much thought into that, but I, I see where you're going.
1: No, no. Angry, but, I can see that. but But my reason for putting the thought into that is because I'm pro for the championship. I don't think they need the name change.
3: Yeah, fair enough. I, I would do that. I, I, why change the name? I, I don't know. I, I'd have to look into it. Maybe this is where Joe would be able to add a little something here, but... To me, off the top of my head, they have a real established identity as Beyond Wrestling. It's not a great, drastic
1: change, so I don't think it's going to affect anything, but it just seems almost kind of unnecessary. I'm sure they have plans. I mean, I, I can also see the thought as to why they're doing it. It's much easier to put merchandise out there, like a t-shirt or something, with BCW or something like that, than it All is right. to... So so maybe that has, maybe they want the chant, BCW. BCW. I, I, uh, I, there might be uh, more we're to gonna it. Go. We're, gonna,
3: we're gonna segue off this, and Joe's last... I have a topic I want to grab up, Jim, but Joe's last topic, which I feel like we've talked about a little bit before, but he wrote down... This week is, he watches AEW every week, and he hadn't really been watching NXT. But, you know, due to personal stuff going on, Joe had the week off, and he decided to watch NXT. And he wrote down, NXT, better wrestling, AEW, better sports entertainment. I think this is something else we've talked about in the past that we agree on. NXT, unfortunately, and I, this is something I want to say maybe I heard Brian Alvarez talk about too, Unfortunately for them, the WWE has positioned them in a way that they've always seen as the feeder league still. And without the main roster talent, I feel like their ratings are going to be where they are right now. That being said, if you watch NXT and you put them side by side with AEW, they're a better, pure wrestling show. And I know this because I'm talking to a guy who watches AEW first every week, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong here, and it's not that he doesn't know that NXT is probably going to be a better show week after week. This guy is doing it out of pure support for something that's
1: not Vince McMahon's. <laughs> he still blames Vince McMahon for running the rocket promotions out of business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, there's more to it than that. He ran every...
3: I'm it, but I'm not
0: far off.
1: He, he ran every every territory out of business.
0: I love you out of business, too.
1: <laughs> but... AEW right now, I do support first, and you know that I will always support anything non-Vince McMahon first. Yes, you will. But the re- there's more to it than that. Um, one of the reasons why I think it's more important to support AEW, which is not the better wrestling pro- product, and you know I'm a wrestling purist, you know I prefer the right. wrestling. And that's
3: my point, if somebody who's just going to support AEW first and a chance, give it a chance, guys. It, you don't have to watch it first, but maybe, you know, DVR and try to watch it. Well, that's just it. No, to,
1: to give fans an idea as to how much I like NXT and how great the wrestling is on NXT, if it didn't have the level that it has, I wouldn't tune in. No, you definitely make an effort that uh, is hard for you at this point in your life, and you do that because you like what they're doing, especially with the women wrestling? And they, by far, have the best women wrestling on any show right now. To give you an idea as to how much I support Wednesday night wrestling, my schedule typically on Wednesdays is to get home after 12 hours of work. I drive about an hour home, and (laughs) then I watch AEW, and then I still stay up and watch NXT before going to sleep.
3: I think ultimately, too, I think we would both like to see the Wednesday night audience... Whether it was AEW getting like a 2.5 rating and NXT getting a 1.5 rating, like in a perfect world. We like to see that
1: joint audience on Wednesday and that audience overtake Monday and Friday. Well, to show you how good NXT has been, what did you think this week of Raw?
3: I like the closing angle with Edge and Orton. I thought that was phenomenal.
1: Yep, and everybody agrees with that. Yeah. But what did you think of the show?
3: I thought it was kind of just there. I mean, there wasn't anything that really stuck out. I
1: didn't hate anything this week, you know, but there was nothing like, really, to, like... But you came um, off of, you came off of, and I think we, we agreed on this last yes. week, you came off of a very good Royal Rumble. Right. A Royal Rumble that, that did not disappoint. Nope. Pe- people enjoyed it. It was very exciting. So we come off of that Royal Rumble. We have an opportunity to build momentum. And we got a very average show and we got average at best. And I don't think that we would even remember it as average if it wasn't for the closing angle. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's fair. You know, whereas Wednesday, NXT had the dusty classic finals done
3: in Riddle. You know, I, I'll say this honestly. <laughs> Wednesday night wrestled this week from NXT, I would not say it was one of the better shows that either company had. That being said, it was still better than anything else we watched all week.
1: Yeah, Even and of
3: off weeks they're still putting on really good shows.
1: Exactly, and still the chemistry. I wanted to mention real quick the chemistry with Dunn and Riddle. Absolutely off the charts. Yeah, they're phenomenal. <laughs> Riddle plays the absolute badass but silly guy so well off of Dunn's straight laced, um, to the point guy.
3: Right, yeah, No. 100%. I don't know if there's gonna be an eventual turn there. I think there will be. But I also think that Dunn and Riddle might end up winning
1: the tag belts on the next takeover because I'm kind of wondering if that's the direction they're going with Undisputed Era. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that eventually they've got to go somewhere else with Undisputed Era. And I'm enjoying Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights yeah, too. I will say this, now we talked about it too. One other thing I really enjoyed was Ciampa basically
3: telling Adam Cole that he was going to put him through the table and then sign a contract and did exactly what he said he was going to do, even
2: down to putting good- his F. Welcome to the five three one, one where we take our top five list on a particular subject, debate it down to a top three, and then debate it down to a top one. We got a list from Randy this week, and I got to say... <laughs> I hate the shit out of this topic. We're talking about theoretical matchups. We're talking about your dream matchups. It's a good conversation starter, but when you're doing something like the five three one where you're comparing and you're taking similar things to move on, it's absolute bullshit. Fit into this format. But we want to thank Randy for sending it in. And we assembled our lists anyways. <laughs> Easy there, brother. I wanna talk about this for a
3: second. First off, thank you, Randy. Sorry, Joe, went a little hard on the paint on your ass. But it is hard to assemble all this stuff as we said it's We're we're comparing apples
2: book. and oranges, literally. Yeah.
3: Because I mean Any of these fucking combinations could work with multiple combinations. There's so many people out there that if you're a true hardcore fan of this, you're going to make this list and go, oh yeah, I forgot about this motherfucker.
2: Yeah, like, even lists that we got, we got multiple honorable mentions, Mm -hmm. and like I said, it's a very good discussion starter. We've got the most response from fans ever. Let's get into our list first.
3: Let's get into it, baby. (laughs) Let's
2: start with Scott from Valentine.
3: Valentine, I love that kid.
2: First time list, he's got... Naito vs. Mr. Perfect, mm. Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar vs. Minoru Suzuki, mm. Tomohiro Ishii vs. Samoa Joe, and Kobashi vs. Walter. Yeah. In the Battle of the Chops. That's pretty. That's a major list right there. Naito vs. Perfect. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that.
3: Yeah, he's got a good list here. God damn. I mean, I'm not as familiar with uh, Kabashi other than those Brutal Chops. And, like, just the idea of him and Walter just beating the shit out of each other.
2: Yeah, that would be a solid match. Now, we got a list from Matt Jordan from Parts Unknown. Matt, (laughs) let us know where you're at on Twitter. Yeah. His list is Charlotte Flair versus China, Mm. Kurt Angle versus Matt Riddle. Brock Lesnar versus Vader. Goldust versus Velveteen Dream and the brain busters versus the revival it's interesting solid list i mean Brainbusters gonna... versus revival that is one of the few matches i'm surprised i'm not surprised it popped up on right. multiple lists but i didn't expect for anybody to have any similar matches and that's one
3: spoiler here lesnar doesn't make my list but he's, I, he's one of these guys, uh, I've seen him on a couple of these lists here already. He's a guy, to me, I just listened to John Cena have an interview, and he had a comment where Lesnar's performance at the Rumble, to him he showed like, what a great worker he is, and what an underrated worker he is, and how he put over his legitimacy, he put over the people in the ring with him, even only for a few seconds, he said the way he makes everything so real that he thinks Brock is one of the best workers of all time. And people don't say that, but, like, if you think about it, like, the stuff this guy can do, like, give you an example. In my mind, Ultimate Warrior as a kid, one of my favorites, the music, everything, the theme of his energy. But I didn't put him on any dream matches because I know Warrior can't really work, and as as I got older, it just doesn't hold up.
2: You saw all the combinations you needed to with him.
3: But if you put Brock versus the Warrior, Brock would make that work, I think. I think he would make that short. He would give Warrior what he needed to go do, and it could make it work. I'm not saying it would, but I think he could. Now, however, if you take Goldberg, who I still like Goldberg, and put him in that same match with Ultimate Warrior, it's not going to fucking work at all. I'd be okay. shocked if it did. And that's the difference with Brock Lesnar, where he doesn't get the credit sometimes of these other guys. Brock is a big, strong animal, but the motherfucker can work. I'm going on a rant. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
2: and him versus Vader, that would be a hard-hitting match. In their prime, they would have beat the shit out of each other. Goldust versus that. Velveteen Dream, another solid matchup. Yeah. We're going to move on to Chiefs list. He's got Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. Mm. Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar vs. Vader, Funk versus Moxley, I strongly considered putting that on my list. That's a good one. And Revival versus Brain Busters.
3: Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, uh,
2: another solid list, you get kind of the view of maybe what somebody... Ye- He's 10 years younger than us, but his list stays almost within, I'd say, everybody's sensibilities. Yeah.
3: The two greats don't age sometimes, so the work holds up. Terry Funk is a guy that hasn't worked in years, really. And, I mean, obviously, he's done his, you know, indie stuff here and there. But, and, obviously, he wrestled late into his career. But, like, if you think about when Funk was last relevant, but yet that work still holds fucking up. So, yeah, and man. they would
2: put on a brutal match.
3: Yeah, good stuff is good stuff.
2: Zach gave us a list this week. He has Shawn Michaels versus Kenny Omega, Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle, Michael Cole versus Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart versus Okada, My, uh, and
3: Will Ospreay uh, versus Rollins. I'm going to stop you right there, brother. Respect you. Glad you're back. But I don't think that's Michael Cole. I think that's Adam Cole.
2: Oh, did I say Michael Cole? <laughs> <You> did? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Cole versus Michaels and I fucked it right. off with <laughs> Oh my <laughs> holy shit. That that's a solid list. Mm. Jake also sent us Richard a Zach. list anyway. <laughs> with Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole. Mm. Taz versus Minoru Suzuki, Daniel Bryan versus Pete Dunne, and he's got the Young Bucks and the Rockers on his list. Yes, he does. He also sent us a separate tag team list, right. which I want to get into because that's going to kind of morph into my list where I actually started my list off with a tag team. Mm. But we got the Heart Foundation versus The Revival, Good shit. The Bucks versus The Rockers, Red Dragon versus The Brainbusters, Red Dragon being Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yep. Brainbusters versus The Revival, and Hollywood Blondes versus the Briscoes from ROH.
3: Mm. I also think he wanted him and his brother to wrestle the Briscoes on a bonus match that he thought would be good uh, stuff.
2: Alright, so we're just well, that's automatically gonna get seeded into one of the top spots, right?
3: <laughs> Jake, we let you get yourself over a little bit, bro. I mentioned it, but <laughs> that's not going any further.
2: Alright, so my list. I started out with American Alpha versus the Steiner Brothers. Mm -hmm. Teddy Hart versus Owen Hart. At first, I had Benoit versus the Dynamite Kid. But when I heard Suzuki on Jake's list, I put Benoit versus Suzuki. Tessa Blanchard versus Shayna Baszler. Mm. And I had Matt Riddle versus Brock, because that's one of those dream matches that's out there enough where it's a possibility, but they say it's not going to happen. Jesse from New Hampshire of top five rematches, which were The Rock versus HBK, Austin versus Hogan. They had a couple interesting ones here. Eddie Guerrero versus Penta. Wow. Uh, This one, I think you're gonna love. You had almost something similar. He had Moxley.
1: I'll explain your list in a minute. I don't want to spoil it. He had Moxley versus Eddie Gilbert. Oh, I like that one. I thought you would. And then this one, I think, I don't know necessarily that, like, you're gonna pop for it, but boy, I could really see it once he said it. Bruno San Martino versus Walter. Wow. Yeah, I can see that one.
3: Yeah, it just makes sense. So know he said it, I was like, you know what? I don't know. How I'm clamoring for that, but I get that match, and I wouldn't mind seeing that. And what about? I mean, a couple of bears, Bruno back in his prime, and then Walter. It would have been something to watch.
1: Oh no, it would have been fascinating. It's very, yeah, Bruno in his prime was built very similar to Walter, also. So. Yeah. Agreed. Now, yeah. what do you have for a list? I start off with Terry Funk versus Bray Wyatt. have they good? Which I realize still could happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Andre versus Brock. Yeah, Randy had that one I remember. <laughs> yeah, I just think it would have been interesting to see, and I'm not talking about Andre, you know, obviously late WWE where he could barely move and was hanging on the ropes. I mean a young Andre who could actually move and bump his ass off.
3: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And Brock who could probably lift him in ways that Andre didn't wouldn't have been used
1: to. That's what I'm saying. Midnight Express versus the Revival. Uh, yeah, you know, I wonder. Yeah, Revival made the list a few times, actually. I saw Revival versus Iron and Tully on other people's lists.
3: Yeah, Revival versus Heart
1: Foundation, Revival versus Rocks, or Rockers, Revival versus Bucks, I think. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting matchups for the Revival. The Revival versus Bucks could still very much happen. They could, yes. And then we saw this match, but I would have liked to have seen this match with Flair and his Prime. Flair versus Angle. Mmm. I think Ric Flair versus Angle in, in Flair's prime would have been a much different match, and I think would have been absolutely incredible for 60 Minutes. You know what's funny? For all of Ric Flair's greatness, he didn't make my top five dream matches, and I said one of the reasons why is because I had seen so many Flair dream matches already. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of it is Flair later in his career in the dream matches. True. And, and, you know, and the thing is, like what Joe talked about, like the hard thing with
3: dream matches as a subject, There's so many combinations of people, and you can do it, and then you're going to be like, oh, I
1: forgot to add that guy. Well, then, and my last one is one that might have already happened in WCW, and I'm sure some internet genius out there is going to go, well, I'm sure this one happened in the fall of 97. I I like
3: the sincerity of internet
1: genius. Go ahead, please. Yes, to me... The late 90s was not the prime of Mr. Perfect. Don't get me wrong. He was having decent matches, but I would have liked to have seen the Mr. Perfect from like 1988-89 versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I don't know if that match took
3: place, but that would have been a good one. I had Eddie Guerrero versus Ricky Steamboat.
1: That's a good one too. I just think that with the way that Mr. Perfect had character and the way Eddie's character was, that they would have played well off of each other, especially heel versus heel, as compared to Steamboat, who had the personality of a soap dispenser. Steamboat
3: had a little more than that, but I know what you're saying. A little too
1: hard to paint on Ricky, alright? No, no, no. Ricky's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but he was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he could cut a promo. He just wasn't like, one of, you're talking about, unfortunately, he was in a promo area where you had everybody cut a good promo,
1: too, though. Yeah, he's also more of the Benoit promo. He was more of the intense fire and brimstone promo than he was the personality promo. One of the
3: ones I had was Mr. Perfect
1: versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, I like that one. And that's another one, once again, where it, it could have happened, <laughs> but I would have loved to have seen Perfect in his prime versus Kurt Angle. Absolutely.
3: All right. Anything
1: else you want to add on these dream matches? No. I think that everybody's dream matches are really good, and the fact of the matter is it's matches that we wish that we could have seen or could have seen earlier in someone's career, and it brings us back to what brings us a fan, and while this was one of the hard ones for us to do, great topic by Randy Osga because quite frankly, Mm -hmm. it's something that we're all passionate about.
2: That's so funny. Joe hated having to do this, but he hated having to, like, put it together, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. Dave, if you want to give us your list, and then we'll end with Randy's list since this is his topic.
3: Make sure we didn't forget him. All
2: right. <laughs> All right, here's my
3: list. And, you know, I I could go on, and I had like I think 11 of these and I could that was just kind of spitballing. This is a real tough thing for me. So there's a lot of people I'm forgetting. Like I had Benoit on my list at one point versus Daniel Bryan and he's not on the list anymore just because I had changed my mind. Are
2: you saying something off the record about his legacy should top anything else he's done? I thought that you might have said something about that. No, I think that
3: might be one of was. Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: We, we won't worry about who said it but
3: <laughs> know just
2: know that it was edited out of a condo conversation at some point yeah AJ we, we're we, looking at
3: you <laughs> we won't say who said it All yes. right, Dave, what's your list now that we All just right. spent time I want to run one shout out to one dream match because a lot of my list I really had like certain technical wrestlers and main event guys these guys might oh, not Billy have
2: Robinson
3: <laughs> yeah Billy Robinson on my list <laughs> it's Nick Willie as I used to call him <laughs> this guy's made my list didn't make my list but I thought it'd be an interesting matchup that I'd never heard of or seen so just a shout out I would have liked to seen Jushin Thunder Liger versus Dynamite Kid I mean I just think that those styles would have made an epic match at the end of the day here's my top five alright
2: <laughs> it ain't slick Willie I, Robinson I'm sorry <laughs> I feel like that match has happened at some point maybe it has but
3: like I'm looking that's at the timeline that's part
2: with some of these dream matches yeah. is we don't fucking know when they happen I don't got all the time in the world I'm doing MLW notes you, you'll hear the S. this motherfucker's working on
3: this for three years it's a goddamn dream Court Bauer needs to give him a job yo yeah. Court. alright 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 <coughs> this is the pain in the ass. I'm sorry, Randy. Joe has already told me off the air, other than his father passing away this week. This is the hardest fucking thing he had to go through, and it's because of you.
2: <laughs> we might have to edit that out, too. <laughs> Let's take it. Let's take it. Can, can we just get you? Okay. All right. Here's Milo This is 100% stupid.
3: Bret Hart versus Daniel Bryan. Two of my favorites. Bret's my favorite wrestler of all time. Daniel Bryan's actually my favorite wrestler today. One thing I haven't heard on this list yet. Is I think I must I missed it and I spaced out because I'm an idiot. CM Punk versus HBK. I think their styles would make an excellent Man. matchup.
2: Michaels has come up several times, but Punk not once.
3: No, no, and I think he's definitely underrated. Ah, Eddie Guerrero and Ricky Steamboat. We haven't had Steamboat, I think, on this list yet either. Mm. How do we not? You know, Eddie Guerrero versus Ricky Steamboat. That would have been an absolute classic. You
2: know why? Because there's, there's some such punk- a list of top level wrestlers. Oh yeah. And then you want to think of the people... You come up with dream matches. Have they mm-hmm. wrestled them? <laughs> Did I Was I not aware of it? And um, that's the
3: thing. Ric Flair is one of the greatest wrestlers of all times. He has so many dream matches already. So he didn't make my list because I can't think of many matches that Flair had Exactly, had. Right. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I could, but it just, you know. Owen Hart versus AJ Styles. I just think Owen would have ended up being one of the all-time best, and he was one of the all-time best.
2: And we had a similar thought with you having him versus AJ and me having him versus Teddy. I think if you put... A against that kind of high flyer and that kind of showman Mm. it would have brought it out of him Mm. and it just would have been a top level match absolutely absolutely Uh,
3: another uh there's a lot of people like you know the tully got included with iron and tag matches but like tully blanchard versus like eddie guerrero i mean i didn't include that i'm just saying like there's guys that were like top level guys that aren't going to make our list because there's too much here it's too much (laughs) and so last match i ended up being I put on my list was Kurt Angle versus Mr. Perfect Kurt Henry. Best of my knowledge they never met, and I think that would have been an awesome match in both their primes.
2: Very much so. Oh, and one shout out,
3: we didn't get a top five, from, but Kristen from Griswold also, he didn't make the list, he didn't get a time, but he did say one match he would have liked to see it was John Cena versus Okada. Not many people are going to put John Cena on his list, but if you think about it, John's had a lot of top matches too, a matchup with him versus Okada. I'm not saying it would make any of my lists, but it would definitely be up there. To
2: me, that feels almost like it would be the Hogan flair Mm. of this generation, to some degree. (coughs) Yeah, I agree. Now we've gone through all our top five lists. There have been a couple names that have popped up multiple times. Mm. Lesnar versus Vader. Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole. And Hart versus Angle popped up a couple times. Mm. Michaels versus Styles, also on a couple lists. Uh, The Brain Busters versus The Revival. That (coughs) popped up on a couple couple lists yeah so it's hard man see so, yeah because usually what we do at this point is we'll take what's made the most amount of lists and move we're lucky we
3: got this many people agreed on
2: yeah i picked two that we had that have matched up there have been a couple that we're not including dave looking at this list who would you give that third spot to i'm open to pretty much anything like i said this is a hard list to kind of steer this segment. So we right? got
3: Lesnar, Vader, and who was the other one? Sean Michaels, Michaels
2: versus Adam Cole, which to me, I almost would put that as the dream match because now that cole is learning from michaels right. he's picking up a lot of that
3: yeah with vader and lesnar you get something different if we were throwing a card together we're not though but no. if we were throwing a card together with this match i'd say throw lesnar vader in there because it's a little different than what we have already over here yeah, because
2: you got a two athletic but league. that's not what we're doing now so
3: we're just talking about dream matches so michaels and cole is the clear winner to me no offense against that other match i would love to see it all
2: right so michaels and cole so we'll give the list for if you were making a three match dream card, we would have done Michaels versus Styles, Brainbusters versus Revival, and then a little something for everybody, Lesnar versus Vader. But for the sake of our interview, we're gonna do Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole. Yeah. Who's the first to go from this?
3: It's a tag match for me. Really? Yeah, here's why. First of all, it's one of the best tag matches you could possibly have. Yeah. It's super exciting. And I probably currently like all those guys just as much as anybody. But at the end of the day, if we're going to do pinnacle dream matches, I would lean more towards a single match. I mean, I love tag wrestling. I don't think it gets the respect it deserves, especially from WWE. But at the end of the day, there is a difference You're like, what's the one thing you really want to see? You know, I had to make a list. I'm not going to say it's the Rockers and the Bucks, even though that would be fucking amazing. I'm going to tell you it's maybe Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles because that's the big fucking time feel.
2: So you think Michaels and Styles is on an equal level with Michaels and Cole. Yes. And they both deserve to go past the tag match. They do. I know know, we're getting redundant, but that's just my opinion. I would actually... Take Michaels and Styles off the list if it were up to me. Sure. Just because you've got Michaels and Cole. To me, that's like the 1A match. I would look at Michaels and Styles as 1B. And you know, that's fine. And if you want to be different,
3: then no matter what, HBK is getting out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's argue this then. So you're
2: saying, though, uh, Michaels versus Styles. I don't Uh, think that's as much of a matchup as Brain Busters versus Revival because... But you don't think... Cole versus Shawn Michaels, that's teacher-student. The story. And you've got the same idea with the Brain Busters that they've studied tag team wrestling, but they've patterned themselves after Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. So it's more of that tightly pulled-in story. And also,
3: if we're going to do this like Michaels and Cole, one of the reasons why they're better than Michaels and Styles, in my opinion... I feel like Cole is just a much better heel, and that's where that match would probably end up going.
2: And there's a more direct influence. Like, I don't see the Michaels as much with Styles.
3: No, no.
2: And that's the only reason I would argue for the tag match over that, just because Mm -hmm. Michaels and Cole, that's solid. Guys, you can see why Naito would have gone to the top of the five three one the other week. No, let's, let's just say this
3: too. And this is the problem. Make too. one
2: last push for Styles and Michaels, and if you can get me with it, then well, hold on.
3: Th- I want to say this is also the problem with this list too. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> All right. It's recently biased too. Because oranges, yeah. It's it also is. reasonable. What has AJ done recently? AJ is one of the best wrestlers. But if he just came off a fucking hour, he got injured. But if he came off an hour long impressive Royal Rumble performance and he killed it, we'd probably be like. Oh, God damn. Like, how do we not have Michaels and Styles? Yeah. So, But right now, Adam Cole's the hot ticket in our life, and I had Anderson's in TV a little more. Revival's making some news. So, I don't know. So, I'm not going to make that. Uh, not, I'm going to kick him right off.
2: I, I was going to say, you won me over. I'll take the All tag right. match off. Me and Joe are
3: arguing to put the other <laughs> one over right here.
2: But <laughs> it does make sense, because Styles hasn't been as hot lately. Cole has been. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to end the 5-3-1 right now and just pick Michaels versus Cole because even though that argument won me over, mm. you're comparing, and this is probably the best this has worked out for comparing apples to fucking apples. You damn near killed it, Randy. It's Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole.
3: You broke Joe, Randy. What the <laughs> and fuck? And
2: Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole is going to win it because... I hope you got some editing skills. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of this shit's coming out. <laughs> so guys michaels versus cole one for the dream match get at us on twitter get at us on youtube find us in the comments subscribe to youtube yeah we're up to 14 we need we're to put t-
3: out a lot more material right
2: now oh yeah we're almost daily videos now so guys find us where we're at and we will see you next week thank you
3: all right love you guys